In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. We are full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one I am talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. Here ends the reading. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. In our adult forum during the month of November, Dr. Jillian Algren led us in a class entitled Lessons from Visionary Lives, where we learned about the lives of some spiritual giants. One of the people we studied was Dorothy Day, an American woman who was born in 1897 and who spent her adult life living amongst and advocating for the poor, a way of life that was her response to the teaching of Jesus in the Gospels. Dorothy Day had a life of poverty by choice. Now, one of the things that Dorothy Day did was to establish houses of hospitality where people experiencing homelessness could live in safety and would be welcomed with respect and dignity. And about 250 of these houses of hospitality are still in existence today. Well, Dorothy Day immersed herself in the lives of the poor so that she could learn their story and advocate on their behalf with people who had power to make policy changes on their behalf or had resources to make life better for those who lived in poverty. Dorothy Day was originally a journalist, but eventually she became a person of influence, national influence, and so she often had meetings with elected officials or the heads of social service agencies. 
Dr. Algren told us a story that before these meetings, Dorothy Day would go to the donation bin of clothing at one of her houses of hospitality, and she would pick out a dress that she would wear, which is where her whole wardrobe came from. And on more than one occasion when Dorothy Day showed up for these high-powered meetings, she was first mistaken for being homeless herself. I mean, not recognized as the one who had been invited to meet with the people in charge. I mean, that's how intimately her life was intertwined with the plight of the poor. Well, today in our gospel, we read the prologue to St. John, a passage that contains perhaps the most beautiful words in all of Scripture. And as I pondered this passage, the words that kept jumping out at me were, and the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. I mean, this is really John's account of the Christmas story. And while it's true that there are no angels or shepherds or magi, there is Jesus. Jesus, the word, present, taking on human flesh to live among us. Biblical scholars say that another way that we could translate that phrase lived among us is to say that God has pitched his tent among us. Or as Pastor Eugene Peterson translated the phrase in his biblical work, the message, God moved into the neighborhood. God has moved into the neighborhood. And as I thought about that phrase, our class about Dorothy Day came to mind. And it occurred to me that our God has taken on poverty, poverty by choice to come and live among us and to learn our human story, to experience life as we experience life, to know our human struggles and our joys. Jesus put on our flesh so intimately that people usually mistook him for just another itinerant preacher and did not recognize him as the Son of God. The word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. Your neighborhood. Meaning that wherever you may find yourself on the road of life, God has come to meet you there. You do not have to travel to where God is because God is where you are right now. Because of Jesus, God intimately knows our poverty, our human brokenness, our poverty of spirit. And that is half of John's Christmas story. Jesus comes so the divine understands life in human flesh. The other half of this Christmas story is that Jesus comes so that those who are in human flesh will understand who God is. Jesus comes with a message for us about what God is like. And some messages we know are better communicated face to face and in the flesh. I mean, if COVID has taught us anything, it's that some moments in life are meant to be lived together, right? 
receiving the news of a hard diagnosis, being in the hospital, sharing the joys of one of life's many milestones, being together at the time of the death of a loved one. For a couple of years now, we've had to share some of these moments distanced from each other, seeing each other only on a screen. We've missed seeing each other in the flesh, the hugs, the hand-holding, the words of comfort. We've missed the support of being present with each other, Being together in the flesh is important. And so when God had a message for us, God wanted to tell us in the flesh, to tell us face to face, to not give that message only in written word or a word communicated by angels or prophets. God wanted to deliver the message in the flesh, so Jesus came to tell us that message. And that message from God was this. I love you. I love you. I mean, from our position in human flesh, how could we really ever know anything about what God is like? Left on our own, how could we interpret a message from the one who created the universe from a whisper? In his Christmas sermons, Martin Luther said that reflecting on the divinity and majesty of God could very well terrify and crush us if we had to do it on our own. That's why, Luther says, Christ took on humanity, that God should not terrify us, but rather that with love and favor, God should console us. For what could be less intimidating or more comforting than a baby? Here's more about what, how Luther wrote this in a Christmas sermon. See how God invites you in many ways. He places before you a baby with whom you may take refuge. You cannot fear him, for nothing is more appealing than a per, to a person than a babe. And are you afraid? Then come to him, lying in the lap of the fairest and sweetest maid. You will see how great is the divine goodness which seeks above all else that you should not despair. Trust him, Luther says. Trust him. Here is a child in whom is salvation. Luther continues, To me there is no greater consolation given to humankind than this, that Christ became human, a child, a babe playing in the lap of his most gracious mother. Who is there whom this sight would not comfort? Now is overcome the power of sin, death, hell, conscience, and guilt. If you come to see this gurgling babe and believe that he is come not to judge you, but to save. God has come not to judge you, but to save. God has moved into the neighborhood and has opened a house of hospitality. Even in our poverty, we will find welcome with God, where we will be accepted and loved and cared for with dignity and respect. Our God comes to meet us where we are, 
takes on our poverty by choice to know our story and be our advocate. And, and, Jesus takes on flesh to tell us face to face the message that we are loved. God came not to judge you, but to save. Hear again these words from John's Gospel. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who, ha- who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. Jesus has made God known to us. And the God he has made known is a God of loving kindness and grace. As we enter this new year, let that message sink in. You are loved. With God living in the neighborhood, we are never far from a house of hospitality. God's heart, a place of love, where you are always welcome. Amen.